Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. There's specials between now and Tuesday. Shinerbach, 12 pack bottles, $12.95. Pacifico, 12 pack cans, $9.95. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and out every day. And the pickle bar, indeed, second to none, led by the barrels and the dills. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, Ross Tucker in a moment, but first, our play-by-play call of the day, another big night for Alex Ovechkin. Kuznetsov off the wall for Wilson, Chara closing in, a collision of big bodies there, they rock one another, as Ovechkin on the scene, Kuznetsov as well, Wilson, center shot, score, Alexander Ovechkin netting his league-leading third. First of the year, a pretty setup, and in tight, the Caps captain goes top shelf to regain the lead at 2-1. And the Caps won it 4-2 last night. Very pleased to be joined now by Ross Tucker, uh, host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. He's from The Athletic. He'll be the field reporter for Westwood One on the Saints-Eagles game that you'll hear here at WKOK beginning at 440. Ross, how have you been? It's great to hear you again. Steve, I am doing great. It is always awesome to hear your voice. I heard it quite a bit this year. I was all over the place doing college games, and as soon as I'd hop in my car, I'd make sure, depending on where I was, that I was listening to the channel you guys are on on SiriusXM so I could follow Penn State. So I, I always go back and watch the games. Um, for some of the stuff I do, like on the Keystone Sports Network, but I listen to you quite a bit this year. You and Jack, and by the way, I listen to some other college broadcasts too. Wow, you and Jack are a lot better than a lot of the other guys that are out there. <laughs> well, that's awfully nice of you to say because I've been listening to you on uh, Sirius eighty eight on the NFL Network, uh, which has been which has been great to hear. Uh, I want to get to what you've watched this year with the Saints and the Eagles. I'm going to take this in two parts, Ross. Number one, each team changes as the season goes. You and I both know that. Where have the Eagles changed in the last month, and then where have the Saints changed in the last month? Great question. Um, For the Eagles, they've changed in a bunch of ways. Uh, Number one, obviously noticeable is the quarterback and Nick Foles, and he's done a really good job of getting the ball out of his hands quickly, which has made a big difference from where they were earlier in the year and certainly in the first meeting between these two teams. The offensive line's playing a lot better. Now, that's partially because Foles getting rid of the ball faster, but even on their own, you watch – you know, Lane Johnson and Kelsey and Peters, and especially, and those guys are playing a lot better than they did earlier in the year. I think they're healthier. All three of those guys were banged up, and they're playing their best football right now. Defensively, you know, when they played the Saints, they had their top two corners were out. They still are, but then the next two guys in that game got hurt. 
and they had guys in there. I mean, they had two guys that played over 20 snaps that are not even on the team anymore. And they've kind of found their rhythm there with Avante Maddox, the rookie from Pitt, and Rasul Douglas on the outside with yep. Craven LeBlanc, who they got off the couch in the nickel. <laughs> they kind of really settled in there. So those are the three yeah. for the Eagles that I would say for sure are the most noticeable. For the Saints, you know, I think the biggest one is that their defense is even better than it was then. Uh, they're healthier, and their back end's been a lot better. Eli Apple's got more comfortable. But their offense isn't quite humming as well as it was oh. then. And they do come into this game with a little bit more of a beat-up offensive line. So I think that's the difference over the last month, and certainly since the last time these two teams played each other. Well, you're going to have an interesting vantage point on this, even though I think you should be in the booth analyzing it. All due respect to everybody there. That's just my opinion. Uh, you're going to have the vantage point of being on that field. When you've been in the Superdome, how great an advantage is it in there, in your opinion? I'm not sure there's a better one in the NFL. This will be my third game there this year. I was on the sideline the night where Brewies broke the touchdown record. I was in the booth on Thanksgiving, and I don't know that there's another stadium like it. You know, a lot of NFL stadiums, I feel like at times, Steve, people go and they're angry and they're they're there to vent almost, uh, which is one yes. of the differences, I feel like, between college and the NFL. But that's not the case in the Superdome. I mean, those people are having the biggest party you've ever seen in your life, and they're so happy and they're so loud. And, I mean, it, it's almost hard to even hear yourself think in there. And for a playoff game, after a week off, I think that place is going to be going bananas. But I also think it's one of the reasons why the Eagles need to go off to a fast start because that can quiet crowds a little bit, whereas if you really let yeah. the Saints get rolling early, man, it's almost like a, a snowball rolling downhill. Well, you and I both know that you know it's a copycat league. Are there certain things that you noticed that Dallas did that slowed the Saints down that other people have started to copy? Yeah, I have. Um, and I think part of it was they were a little bit beat up in that game, the Saints were. But the biggest things are, you know, they've doubled Michael Thomas, and they've yes. made the other guys have to try to beat them. And they really weren't able to in that Cowboys game. They also did the best job that anybody has all year of disrupting Breeze's rhythm. He likes to get the ball out quick. I mean, he's the fastest guy getting the ball out in the league. And they had the corners, Byron Jones, you know, up in the grill of the receivers, taking away the first option and believing that if you took away the first option, that the D-line, Demarcus Lawrence and those guys would be able to get there and get some pressure on Breeze. And the other thing is, they've got the two youngest, most athletic, fastest linebackers in the league in yes. Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith. And those guys really cover a lot of ground in the middle of the field. And they're able to match up better on Camara and tight end than a lot of other linebackers around the league can. 
All right, so now let's let's go to the Eagles part of it. I think Jim Schwartz has done a great job because you, you kind of felt they were wearing name tags on helmets in the last half of the season. Oh, great. I, I now don't know who you are. Uh, but the Nick Foles component, talking about how quickly he gets rid of the ball, how much better of a job has he done getting an Alshon Jeffrey, for example, into the mix? Or even though I know Jeffrey had been hurt earlier, what kind of difference has that made, though? There's no question. Um, he and Alshon Jeffrey have a rapport. I don't know why, but they do. And the one thing that you really notice about that is he's willing to give Jeffrey a chance, even when Jeffrey's covered. I think more so than Carson Wentz would. You know, even when Jeffrey's covered, Foles just kind of lobs up to him and shows a lot of faith, a lot of trust that Jeffrey's going to make the play, and he's made a lot of them. He really has. I mean, he's got tremendously long arms. He's got a big body, and he really is one of the better contested catch guys in the league. And so Foles has given him that opportunity and shown a lot of faith and a lot of trust in him to do that. And which, again, brings me back to Foles. There's certain guys, and Rosh, you've been around him. I don't care whether it's in this business or in the game that you know so well, that are just the consummate pros pro. Don't complain. When their time's ready, they're ready. I mean, is that the definition of what we see with Nick Foles? Yeah, I, I always looked at it that way. You know, a lot of times in my career, I was the swing inside guy, which meant I was the next guy to go in at center and both guards and or, you know, the emergency guy, if two guys got hurt, at both tackles. And that's actually harder, Steve, because you got to prepare as if you're going to start at left guard, center, and right guard because you might go in at any of them, right? I, right, I, mean, right? I think I started like 25 regular season games, a bunch of preseason games. I always thought that was easier because it's like, okay, I'm playing center, I'm playing left guard, I'm going against this guy. You've got to put more prep time in when you're a backup and be ready to go even though you don't get the same amount of reps during the week. I mean, they only suit up seven offensive linemen. It makes it tough. So Nick Foles has shown that time and time again. And you talk to the guys, and Peterson's talked about this as well, it's just kind of crazy how calm he is. I mean, he's, he's like abnormally calm to the point where they ask him questions like, are you all right? Is everything okay? And he is, <laughs> and he just rolls with it. And then there's Breeze on the other side. I had a long talk with Mike Motti, who had been with the Saints for, for a period of time in his career, told me he's the single most meticulously prepared guy he's ever been around. What has made him special to you? Exactly that. Uh, everyone I talk to, Dan Campbell, who was up for some head coaching jobs, Joe Lombardi, their quarterback coach, Vince's grandson, they all yeah. say the same thing when I'm down there and talk to them. They just wish every college player, every high school player, and even every other NFL player could just see what Breeze does every week and just sees what that like, what, what that's like. And know, okay, that's how you become a first ballot Hall of Famer. That, that's what you have to do. I mean, he's like, even before the game, Steve, it's one of the weirdest things you'll ever see because he'll throw the ball and then he'll shift his feet and shoulders to the middle, shift his feet and shoulders to the other side, like he's going to throw the ball again, 
but right. he doesn't actually have it in his hand. But he's going through his progressions and where he would be looking on those plays, even though there's nobody there. I mean, the first time he did it, I thought he hurt something. You know, I was like, <laughs> uh-oh, Breeze is hurt, uh, but he's not. That's just what he does. Yeah. i got a quick ask you, how's, how's uh, Ball Cannon been going? It is going awesome. I appreciate you asking. Uh, a bunch of people got him over the holidays, as you might expect. I tell yep. everybody, it's the only thing my five- and six-year-olds like actually more than their iPad, which tells you pretty much anything you need to know and everything you need to know. If you haven't checked it out yet, just Google it or go to ballcannon.com. I know everybody up there in Pennsylvania in Sunbury area loves football, loves high yep. school football. Make sure you at least know what a ball cannon is. Ross, you know it's always a complete pleasure talking with you. Thank you for the very kind words you said at the beginning. It means a lot coming from somebody like you. And have a great broadcast on Sunday. Absolutely. Take care, Steve. Ross Tucker joining us. He'll be on the sideline. Eagles and Saints on Westwood One, which you'll hear right here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Merrill and the gang, by the way, will be on Eagle 107. The suit will be in his living room. We'll have more in a what? Just figured I'd put all the key players in their in the spot they're going to be in why are you laughing i'll be in my living room too yes but you know but you don't claim to know mario andretti we'll come back with more in a moment on news radio 1070 wkok brought to you by sunbury motors and our good friends at brewers outlet What is the Chief Dave Ritchie play a mean guitar or what? Pretty good, huh? I'm impressed. Impressed. Right here, too. <laughs> is he there? Chief not here. No, not yet. Oh, because, I mean, I would have talked to him because we give him the first chance to talk on the air in three months. <laughs> <laughs> well, no road trip tonight or, or he'd be here. Get ready to. No, that's right. The game's tomorrow, right? No, oh, the game's tonight. No, it is game, tonight. With Seals Grove, yeah. Yep. Yep. Phil Lockhoff, Jim, tonight. They're, Kevin they're not and the, doing uh, Chief 706 doing, tonight. They're not doing any Periscope, Instagram, Facebook thing or anything tonight? Or? Um, not sure. Well, they may do a face with this being the uh, you know the rivalry game for both teams. They may do a little five, six-minute Facebook Live thing. Left the, may do something after 630. It's possible. Not out of yeah, the realm of possibility. A lot of things are possible. True. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, Juwan Johnson did put his name into the uh, transfer database. He does have his degree. He would be a grad transfer should he decide to go through with it. But, you know, it does open the door for him to explore the possibilities. Uh, now, I don't know if he's entered graduate classes here at Penn State or not. I don't know. I just know he has his degree. So that I can't answer. But when you look at the wide receiving spot for Penn State, it's going to be young. And there was one point during the year where they put out Dotson, true freshman, Hippenham, a redshirt freshman, Hamler, redshirt freshman, and the tight end was Pat Fryermuth, true freshman. I remember they lined it up one day like that. And I, that's how I ticked it off on the air was the fact that they were all four freshmen out there at the time in terms of eligibility. And that didn't include Justin Shorter. And I'll tell you, I watched Shorter from, I'd say, the 
second week in November to the end, he was terrific in practice. Daniel George, I liked the entire season, but Shorter came on, and Shorter just kept coming on, coming on, coming on. George was good the entire time. Dotson's a natural. And, of course, they have, obviously, they were able to recruit John Dunmore out of Florida. We've got depth there if Juwan Johnson goes through with the transfer part of it. But uh, he did put his name into the database. There are a lot of names in that database right now. Tate Martell, Jalen Hurts. I mean, there's a lot of names in that database. People exploring their options to see if there are any other options. But, I mean, that's that's the world we live in now. That's, that's part of what you know, I talk about, you know, Penn State fans having to get used to the real world. Uh, and that's not meant to be a put-down. It's just, for, you know, when, you're, when you have a head coach that is your head coach for 46 years, four and a half decades, think about that, who ascended from being an assistant coach for 15, so he's here 61 years. That staff didn't change that much over the years. Yeah, Fran Gander got moved over, okay, but Dick Anderson was there, came back from Rutgers after being here earlier. Tom Bradley was here from the late 70s until the Ticket City Bowl in 2011. I see Booker Brooks all the time. Booker had been on that staff for years, but then you go with all the other coaches. It was just so much stability. You know, Ron Vanderlinden was here for years. Larry Johnson Sr. was here for years. And so, you know, to see changes in staff, because obviously James Franklin wants to keep the staff stable, but I think Josh Gaddis leaves, he goes to Alabama, now he's at Michigan. This has been the typical of how it's worked all over the place. My goodness, the, I mean, Georgia's offensive coordinator, Jim Cheney, stayed in the division and became Tennessee's offensive coordinator. I've talked about that one defensive coordinator, John Chavis. Penn State's faced him three times at three different schools. What? Tennessee, LSU, and uh, Texas A&M. That's the way. That's the way it is. Now transfers, transfer portals, grad transfers. It's the way it is now. It's the way it is. And it's not. It's not a put down to say Penn State fans have to get used to the real world. It's just it, everything was so stable here for such a long period of time that even a slight bit of instability, because, I mean, you know, there are members of James' staff that have been here the entire time. Brent Pry's been here the entire time. Terry Smith's been here the entire time. Ricky Ronnie's been here the entire time. Sean Spencer's been here the entire time. And they've all been here. And Tim Banks is now going into his third year coming up. Tyler Bowen had been here before as a grad and then now has come back. So he's done what he can to keep the staff stable. But between that, transfers, things like that, it's, uh, you know, when certain things happen for the first time, you're like, oh, okay. I think it kind of throws um, people off a bit. And I totally understand that. 
Well, last week was an absolute disaster for one member of our elite picking team. I wonder who that might be. To that person's credit, they got everything wrong. Again, our disclaimer. Don't take what we say to heart. (laughs) I don't want to be responsible for anybody's financial loss. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury. On News Radio 1070 WKOK. Sunbury Motors Hyundai has the brand new Hyundai you deserve with savings of over $7,000. Buy a $25,000 2018 Santa Fe for only $18,259. That's a savings of over seven grand. A 2018 Hyundai Elantra is discounted to an unbelievable $14,810. Sunbury Motors Hyundai has a 2018 Santa Fe Sport that was $34,890 and now only $28,840. Hyundai comes with America's best 10-year 100,000-mile powertrain No matter what size SUV you're looking for, Sunbury Motors has it. 2019 Hyundai Konas, only 23,210. 2019 Hyundai Tucson, only 26,110. 2019 Santa Fe's, only 26,775. And the 2019 Santa Fe XL starts under 30 grand. Now, now is the time to get the new Hyundai you deserve. From Sunbury Motors Hyundai in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping, and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage taking your calls at 800-795-9565 this is the steve jones show on news radio 1070 wkok now from the sunbury motor studio here's steve jones today's show brought to you by our great friends at brewers outlet reagan street and sunbury the beverage supermarket imports domestics microbrews best selection of beer anywhere well, I want to tell you right now, that uh, that sampler we got, that Sam Adams sampler, what I hit that was. Whoa. Loved it. Now, they have great, great specials. Shinerbach 12-pack bottles, just uh, $12.95. Pacifico 12-pack cans, $9.95. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. The pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, all together now, including you there in Turbotville, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. I'm in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Now, of course, earlier in the week we had um, Ricky Ricardo, whose call of the Cody Parkey field goal of no senior, no senior, uh, went viral. He was awesome to have on the show. So in that realm, I will be known as Senior Bagel after my O for last week. With that, we bring in the king. 
Yeah, I really felt bad for you there. No, you didn't. <laughs> you didn't feel badly at all. What are you talking about? Holy crap, he lost every game. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, there are a lot of questions as to who actually should be hosting the show. <laughs> That's funny, man. I, well, I, I really did. Nah. But, no, you didn't feel badly for you. What are you talking about? Come here, Rick. <laughs> I told Claire, I said, holy <laughs> crap, he didn't get one right. <laughs> <laughs> well, who am I? I'm still in last place. So, so what's up? How you been? I got back at 3 this morning. I got to bed at 3.45 from Nebraska. Uh, and you got to stop partying all night. It's not good. Well, uh, I know. I'm. I'm you know, it's just like, look... I want okay. Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody Wang Chung tonight. <laughs> Fraser Crane and when Fraser Crane comes in into the uh into the bar cheers, he said I was listening to one of those those songs on the radio. <laughs> he said that sums up the night. <laughs> well, it's true. I mean I have this vision of you the only guy in the bar, you know, just sitting there staring at the T V. I went zero and five. <laughs> I can assure you, I actually wasn't thinking that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Who cares? Hey, you pick them as you see them. So. <laughs> I don't even know what I saw. <laughs> and the funny thing was, as I'm sitting there and I'm rooting for the Chargers to win, and I'm rooting for, let's see, well, I was rooting for Seattle to win. <laughs> there he gets the Cowboys. Um... Let's see. What were the other games? I can't remember what games. The Colts. Oh, the, the Colts, Colts and the Texans. I was rooting for the Texans in that one. What was the uh, other one? Kansas City Chargers. Who's uh, last week you had the Texans, Seahawks, uh, Ravens, and Bears. Last yeah, week. Yeah. I was actually rooting for the Eagles to win. <laughs> it's like, I just didn't see beating the Bears <laughs> in Chicago. Yeah. So, and that was yeah. a bizarre game. How about that? The doink! Wow. I well, said, that's why you know, Claire could did care you, less. Did, I said, "Nan, did, no, you got to watch this." <laughs> so I rewound it. And I said, "Now they're lining up the kick, and boom, he kicks it right down the middle." She goes, "It's good." I said, "No." I called timeout. He's got to do it again, and then. He kicks it again. I go, she goes, oh, my God, doink. I was, watch, it doinks again. <laughs> doink, doink. Now there's oh, man, oh, it was tipped, but whatever. Do you have, do you have the Ricky Ricardo call? Okay. Is that for real, Ricky Ricardo? That This is, this is for real, and he was a guest on our show yesterday. What, well, I'm just thinking of I he, love Lucy. He, 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 you're right. He is the Spanish language. Uh, play-by-play announcer for the Eagles. He's also the Spanish really? language. He's also the Spanish language play-by-play announcer for the Yankees. Is that right? How cool yes. is that? Yeah, no, he's he's very very good. Yeah. Uh, but his call has gone viral, and there's a good reason why. I'm asking Sean. Oh no no wait, wait, no, you, Spanish. no no you've got to hear this. This is really, really good. Okay. Uh, I don't know if Sean, Sean probably has it in the database yep. there. Here we go. Here it is. La temporada está en el pie de Cody Parking. 43 yardas. El snap. Le mete el pie. Distancia, dirección. Le dio el poste. No, fai 
señor, no señor, no señor, los hijos se van con la victoria. ¡Ay, papá! No señor, no señor, Chicago, Chicago, nos vamos para New Orleans. Filadelfia gana el partido, le dio el poste, le dio el poste y falló, Parky falló. Los hijos ganan el juego. ¡Ay, papá! ¡Wow! I understood every word he said. ¡Wow! No, sir, no, sir. Yeah. ¡Wow! Yeah, no, and we had him on the show yesterday. He was great. Yeah. Or I guess today, Wednesday, we had him on? That was Wednesday, yes. Yeah, Wednesday. Yep. Yeah. Wow. I like the Eagles. St. Nick. Uh, he's he's doing great stuff, man. He's doing some great stuff. Oh, he just, he, I mean, it's not complicated. He takes what the defense gives him. That's it. He doesn't try and do anything crazy. He just takes what they give him. And before you know it, you're losing. And he doesn't turn the ball over. So that's a good combination to win. What would happen if after this whole season of everyone making fun of the NFC East, and how bad it was if that was a championship game, the Cowboys and Eagles. Uh, yeah, it's possible. Absolutely possible. Uh, it's possible. There's no doubt yeah. about that. It is they possible. Good defenses, and they can run the ball. The Eagles can't run the ball real well, but um, it's it's fun. This is a good year because you don't really know who's who's going to win it. There's no dominant team, and they've all had their uh, letdowns during the year, so albeit Kansas City and L.A. haven't had big letdowns, you could argue who were the big teams that they beat. Right. right. Big well. games they lost, so who knows? Roll the dice. Let's make well, some picks. That's what, that's what I did last week. I rolled the dice and snake yeah, eyes. Well. Snake Eyes four times in a row. Who yeah, is the, who is the, the host of that show? The championship blew me away. I mean, I got it right, but I didn't expect it to be that dominating at all. I don't. I, mean, I don't. What's his name? Well, I, first uh, Nick of all, Saban's I get not going to sleep for months. He's never getting beat up like that. Huh. Well, he changed his entire offensive staff. Did he? Loxley became the head coach at Maryland. Dan Enos left to become the offensive coordinator at Miami. Josh Gaddis left to be the co-offensive coordinator at Michigan. Would he do it as defensive coordinator? They couldn't stop that kid at all. That kid's great, the quarterback. Yeah, he's terrific. Yeah, he's he did terrific. whatever he wanted. He had a field day, and he's a freshman. Yeah. How no, good is was... Clemson's bringing everybody back but one guy on offense, something like that? Yep. It's like, oh, my God. No, they're good. They're good. Yeah, they're good for a while. And they're very, very well coached. I heard him on uh, Davo on an interview the other day. He's a good guy, a real good guy. Yeah, seems it. I've never met him, but seems it. I mean, I've I've actually only been around him. And he's just very, you know, he does not think he's a great coach at all. I've 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 only been around him one time, and believe it or not, the only time I was ever around him, was he was a player? <laughs> really? Uh, when Penn State played Alabama in 1990, was he never been around him. No, he's a backup wide receiver. 
who was yeah. you know was they were yeah. Penn State uh, Penn State shut them out nine nothing that day. Believe me, none of their receivers did anything. Yeah. Well, I don't know. He's a very good football coach, and yep. he's got his team. His team believes in him. I, when that one player was on the podium yelling, "If you're deciding where to go," and we've got the coach, we you know, it was like, "Wow, what a recruiting uh, statement!" You know. Uh, yeah, they've got all that. They do have all of it. There's no doubt about that. Players their facility, their facilities are second to none. Their facilities and, are second and, and to none. And you know what? They did it without their best defensive lineman. I mean, that was it. Didn't hurt them at all. Not one bit. Yeah. Anyway, how about our picks this week? Yeah, I can't wait. This will be a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the, for the final hey, time. what are our records for the year, Sean? Do you have it? I got it. So for the final time, we will remind everyone last week, Steve went 0-4. Last time I'll bring it. <laughs> it's the last time I'll bring it. The national championship doesn't count? No, no. That was, no, that didn't count. Um, really? No, that didn't count. Um, Kevin, you were 2-2. Two and two? In our wild card picks, and I was three and one. Yep. So after 19 weeks, there is now only a two game gap between the brothers Jones. Kevin is now 60 and 43. Steve, you are 62 and 41. And we're in cruise control in the penthouse at 76 and 27. Unbelievable. We'll see if we can hit the eight. But wait a minute. Why aren't we two? Why aren't we counting the national championship game? We picked the college games all year. Well, that's true. Maybe I should have done that. That should count. Okay. That gets me one more closer. <laughs> okay. I don't care. I'm only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go back and rewind it, and we'll, uh, we'll I'll readjust the standings. So. No, I don't care. Oh. Let it come down to the final two. Steve, you don't want me to catch you. <laughs> no offense. I got a game Sunday. I was 10 okay. games behind you, man. Yeah. I got a game Sunday. I got a game Wednesday. I got a game in Minnesota Saturday. I got some other stuff going on besides picking well, games. Well, I got to go to work, too. No. As long as you're not but, uh, missing a gig right now like you did last Friday at our at our, at our at our scheduled appointment every Friday, 435, and then at this point you said, oh, wait, I'm supposed to be at a job right now. So. Oh, God, yeah. You didn't catch any, oh, you didn't catch any heat? I got it done by Tuesday. Okay. You didn't catch any heat? No, he didn't call, but he wasn't happy, so I haven't heard from him. But I finished the job, so. You know what they want to do here? That, that This is for the town of South Windsor. Now they want to charge us to pick up our garbage. We have to buy bags, and it's $2 a bag to take the garbage. And I'm down there covering rust on a wall when they could have the maintenance guy give them a can of paint and a paintbrush, you know. They blow money left and right. I thought you were going to say you'd have to buy, like, a garbage can with, like, the town seal on the side of the can or something. No, you'll get these orange bags or something, and I don't know how they, but you have to buy the bags, and they're going to charge you $2 a bag to take your garbage. They say they can't uh, pay for it anymore. I'm like, oh, wow, you're kidding me. So we got it made because the shop's right next to the house, and the town won't pick up a uh, company's, garbage anyway, so I've got a dumpster. So I'll just carry the garbage over here and throw it in the dumpster. That <laughs> <laughs> charge is not going to cost us anything, but yeah. I still have, the dumpster costs me 150 bucks a month. So, Ooh. 
Oh, yeah. I'd chuck her in there, too. I just laughed at it and said, fine, we won't put any garbage out. I'll bring it, throw in the dumpster. So, All right. Anyway, All right. we better make our picks. Here we go. We got time. Let's dive into our picks here. We'll go in chronological order for the divisional round, what I feel is the best weekend of NFL football for the entire year. All right, Saturday. Absolutely. 4.30, NBC, and of course you can hear all four games with Westwood One and News Radio 1070 uh, WKOK. Pre-game will start tomorrow at 4. Game number one, it is the Colts and the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. <laughs> we'll work our way from the bottom up. Uh, let's, let's start with this. Uh, this is going to be, I think, a great game because I think Luck is playing awesome and Kansas City's defense is okay. But it's really hard for me to go against Patrick Mahomes, especially at home. I'm going to go with Kansas City. Quarterbacks making their first playoff appearance since 2013 are 4-11. But I know Mahomes is in a different kind of category. Uh, Kansas City's last six playoff games, they're 0-6. And we know Andy Reid's playoff uh, record, not all that good. Chiefs haven't won a playoff game since 93. I think it was the... I want to no, say the did, last did. time wasn't it? No, the, the, Chiefs, the, the Chiefs wanted Houston. They beat with Alex Smith two years ago. That's right. That's right. Well, anyway, I am taking the Colts. Okay. <laughs> I think right now the Colts are playing better than anybody in football. Andy Reid always drops the ball in these games at the end of the year. I mean, he may change it this year, but I. Uh, the Colts are just playing at another level. I got the Colts. Ah, the Lone Wolf. You again. Lone That's wolf. right, baby. <laughs> <laughs> There's your separator. <laughs> All right, the back end of the doubleheader tomorrow night, uh, 8 15. They, 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 they better win. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday night primetime, it's the Cowboys at the Coliseum. They get the Rams. It's going to be a great game because I th- ever since Cooper Cup got hurt, the Rams' offense and Jared Goff in particular have really slumped. Uh, but I will take the Rams at home to see if they can gut one out against that pretty good Dallas defense. Those two linebackers, as Ross Tucker and I were talking about, run as well as anybody. Defense travels, running game travels. Rams past uh, the Rams uh, rushing defense, despite Aaron Donald there, not all that good. I've got the Cowboys. I've got the Rams um, only because the Cowboys, to me, have been uh, they really didn't play that great last their last games. I mean, uh, the Giants should have beat them. Um, I don't know. And neither team really ended the year that great. But I'm going to take the Rams. So. Okay, I'm the lone wolf there. The Sunday doubleheader, 105. It is the Los Angeles Chargers with another away game. Well, that's all right. Every game has been an away game for them this year. Uh, <laughs> for two years. <laughs> right. The Chargers taking on Tom Brady and the Patriots. Oh, <laughs> uh, the game's in Foxborough, but it's not going to snow, I guess, right? Sounds like no. the storm's going to, what, stay to the south of us. Gonna be twenty five degrees dry. Boy, I really you know what? They're gonna have to protect Brady. I'm gonna take the Chargers. 
I just think the the linchpin out of all this is Gronk, and I still say you know Gronk is not Gronk anymore. He just doesn't have the burst, doesn't have the run anymore, doesn't have the hops anymore. Uh, I I really truly think this is the beginning of the end of the Patriots, and I've got the Chargers. Well, I also took the Chargers, but because I'm a competitive fiend, <laughs> <laughs> I need to get my butt out of last place. I'm crossing off the Chargers, and I'm going to take Tom Brady and the Patriots and hope maybe they can pull this out because I think the Chargers are a better team right now. But I'm going to take the Patriots because you never know with – Tom, terrific. If he, the Patriots have not played well in a while, and I don't count beating the Jets and beating Buffalo. So, uh, But I'll take the Patriots and at the, home. And the final game on Sunday, and of course uh, you can catch the Eagles broadcast on Eagle 107 starting at 3, kickoff at 440, and we'll have the national coverage uh, here on WKOK. The Eagles at the Dome to take on the number one seed in the conference, the Saints. I really want to pick the Eagles, but I'm going to pick the Saints. I just think playing there is a gigantic advantage. I and, just, I know, and, and I know Drew Brees hasn't played for three weeks. He didn't play for three weeks. So it's going to be interesting to see how sharp he is, but I'll pick New Orleans. Yeah, I would think maybe the first couple of drives for both teams are going to feel each other out, shake the rust off. Um, I just think the, the, the Eagles' secondary has just been susceptible enough. I just think, uh, you know, uh, you know, Breeze and Michael Thomas, they're going to have a field day. And so I've got the Saints. I'm going for the juggler in second place, and I will go with St. Nick and the Eagles because New Orleans also has not been playing well the last few weeks. And the Eagles? The Saint, yeah, the Saints have oh, not. No. Yeah. I yeah, got the Eagles. So first question, Steve. Well, this is actually the first it. question I asked Ross Tucker. I said, "Look, I said uh, teams change as the season goes." Yeah. I said, "In the last six yeah. weeks, where have the Eagles changed? But also, where have the Saints changed?" That's why I asked Ross that question. In that same team, they weren't certainly weren't blowing people out. So, but that's why football is great. Great, All right. Yeah, great bunch of games. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, looking forward to it this weekend. Should be a lot of fun. Maybe I can win one. You will. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're either going to blow me away or not. <laughs> we, all, we all have goals. Best of luck to you. I'm just trying to win one. <laughs> I know one thing for sure. We're not going to catch Sean. <laughs> No, we're not going to catch Sean. No, King, you're to be commended. Oh, he broke all the records this year. This Unbelievable is, this job, is, this Sean. Is the one, Unbelievable. This is the one segment where you didn't use the word epiphany. I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's because he's <laughs> O for epiphanies. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. You can hear us anywhere in the world with the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app.